I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 218 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that is coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have an exciting Transformation Tuesday episode for you guys today with a dad who knows a thing or two about transformation. Chris Powell will be here with me today. He is the former host of ABC's Extreme Weight Loss, which helped so many people transform their bodies and their minds. He continues to make a positive change in the world today with his Transformation app, which he will be here to tell us more about in just a few minutes. So please stick around for the interview. Weight loss is not something that I have particularly struggled with here, but I know that many of you dads out there listening do. And a few years back, a very good friend of mine had been battling with weight problems for many years. And when he became a father, he wanted to do something about it to better his condition and make sure he was going to be around for his daughter. So he decided to have the sleeve surgery and he died from complications shortly after. It was very tragic. And I know many dads out there struggle with all this type of stuff. So these Transformation Tuesday episodes are very important for me to do. Tomorrow on the show, I'm going to have one of the most recognizable voices in all of New York radio. Greg T. of Z100's Elvis Duran in the Morning Show will be stopping by here. And make sure you are following me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace for all the giveaways going on this week, as well as the upcoming guest announcements. I just completed a couple of great interviews with some awesome dads. And next week, I'll be smacking you guys with another five banger. So find out who will be joining me here. And please, uh, be sure you are tuning in to Fox and Friends on Father's Day morning. I will be on the show talking all about first-class fatherhood. Uh, I hope you guys have some great plans for your Father's Day. If you're thinking about maybe uh, taking your dad to the baseball game or to a Broadway show or any live event, make sure you buy your tickets on SeatGeek.com or use that SeatGeek app. Use my promo code FIRSTCLASS, one word, FIRSTCLASS, and you're going to save $20 off your ticket purchase. All right, I did receive some great feedback from yesterday's interview with Struggle Jennings. So if you missed that one, be sure to flip it back and take a listen. And please, be sure you are sharing this episode with every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that celebrates fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to jump into the action right now with Chris Powell. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. You are going to hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to consider becoming a sponsor of First Class Fatherhood, please hit me up with an email, firstclassfatherhood at gmail.com. All right, and joining me now is a first class father. He is a former professional bodybuilder. He is a New York Times bestselling author. He is a certified strength and conditioning specialist. He is the former host of the reality show Extreme Weight Loss, which had five successful seasons. It is a big privilege for me to say, Chris Powell, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you, Alec. Good to be here, man. Okay, let's start right here. How many kids do you have and how old are they? We got four. They are 14, 12, 7, and 5. Okay, yeah, I'm right there with you. I have four myself. What type of uh, sports or activities are they all into? <laughs> well, uh, boy, it, it, it ranges. We got the full gamut. So our oldest is into football, basketball. Um, we've got him in MMA as well. And then our 12-year-old, she's into gymnastics. She did a little bit of dance this last year, but she's, she's got about six years of gymnastics base behind her, so then she wanted to go back to gym. And then um, 
Our seven-year-old, he's into football, basketball, baseball, MMA. And we actually, we put him in dance uh, a year ago. And we, we can totally talk about that, but it's wild. Like, we actually put him in ballet and hip-hop, and it took the rest of his sports through the roof. Like, unbelievable. It's so cool to see how it transitioned over. Then our littlest one, she, um, she just does dance right now because she's, she's five. All right, very cool. Sounds like a talented family. Now, do you get involved with coaching at all, or do you like to enjoy all that from the sidelines? <laughs> I, I find that I am most effective only from the sidelines. <laughs> As a coach, they do not listen to me. <laughs> you know, I, and, and I love to participate. Like, I'll always go in the, in the backyard, and I'll, I'll run routes with, with the boys, or I'll go in the garage, and I'll, I'll help the girls on the, on the balance beam. Um, or, you know, I'll just come to class, and I'll just kind of hang out and watch and see what's going on. But uh, it's so much easier for them to take direction from a coach who is not their father. <laughs> All right, please take a minute here, Chris, just to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Yeah, you bet. So I'm, uh, you know, I, I came up as a personal trainer, and uh, the title that's kind of been given to me is a transformation specialist. Uh, I ended up landing a gig on um, on ABC's Extreme Weight Loss. Well, actually, but my wife and I created the concept for the show after we've been uh, helping folks through the journey of you know, uh, weight loss transformation, we're talking 200, 300 pounds. And so for, for five years after we created the show Extreme Weight Loss, we were the hosts and trainers on the show and uh, helped on, a, on the national television, helped about 76-ish people through a, a one-year journey of transformation to help them lose, you know, 150 to 250 pounds. And uh, the show ran its course, the contract was up about three years ago, and we actually started building a huge digital platform to help everybody around the world transform. So it's been, a, it's been an amazing, you know, a 10-year ride. Uh, well, it's actually been about 20 years in the making, and um, it's just been, it's been amazing and, and extremely rewarding. Yeah, incredible. And you have made such an impact on so many lives here, Chris, but how did the experience of becoming a father kind of change your perspective on life? <laughs> well, see, I became a stepfather first. So I went from, like, Zero to 500 miles an hour overnight. And so um, when I met Heidi, we actually met at a self-improvement seminar back in uh, December of 20, 2008. And um, so she was the mother of two amazing little kids. That was Maddox and Marley. And they were, they were two and three at the time. And she was just learning, you know, how to be a, a single mom of two kids. She had just been divorced for about maybe eight or nine months at this time. Neither one of us was looking for a relationship. It was, I mean, it was a self-improvement seminar, so we were just looking to, to better ourselves. And, you know, we, we met, actually became really good friends first. There was, there was no, you know, there was no talk or even thoughts about future or anything like that because we just had a great appreciation for helping each other, you know, through the, the dark times that we had been struggling through. And, um, you know, and to be totally honest with you, uh, I'd, I'd been a bachelor for, you know, 30 years of my life. And so it terrified me to, to have a developing friendship and even, you know, a, even more of a, uh, a, a deep interest in this amazing woman who was like becoming, you know, she, she was already such a great friend, but I was starting to fall in love with her. But the fact that she had two children scared the heck out of me because I didn't, I didn't know anything about kids. I didn't know anything about being a father. So um, it, for, for me, it was absolutely terrifying. And, um, but then, you know, over six, seven, eight months, just seeing her with her children and, 
and the relationship they had, the connection that they had. Like for me, that was that was actually one of the most attractive parts about her. And it was something that it and it took about you know, it took a couple of months for it to kind of sink in, but I, I realized that like there's nothing to be scared of at all. Like it's the the connection between a parent and a child is just such a beautiful thing. And then, you know, for, from that point on, is just realizing that, hey, you know, like, I, I, this is something that I'm, I personally feel like I, w- I, I want to embrace. Like, I'm ready for this. Now I just, you know, we, I wanted to see if we could make something happen. And, you know, as, as our relationship, you know, blossomed, you know, as, as it grew, um, I became, you know, obviously more and more a part of Max and Marley's lives. And, um, and then before you know it, you know, as, as soon as Heidi and I, you know, made the, the decision to become, you know, to be committed, um, you know, I, I accepted the, the role wholeheartedly. I just, I just had a, a huge learning, you know, a huge learning curve to grow, to grow on. And, um, and boy, I mean, it was, it was great because at two and three, and then of course at the time Maddox had, had turned four, so they were two and four, um, you know, they taught me the ropes really fast. And it was great to have Heidi kind of guide me along the way. So it wasn't like two parents for the first time, you know, you bring a baby home from the hospital, you just kind of have to figure out how the whole thing works. It was great because she had been through four years of parenthood, so she could kind of get me up to speed. And then I actually had like a real live, you know, uh, I had two, two kids to, to, to teach me those ropes real quick. Yeah, good stuff. And I can certainly understand how that could be overwhelming right from the onset there. Now, what has the relationship been like between your two stepchildren and your biological kids? Um, you know, it was it was really, it was great as kids because, you know, when they're two and four years old, there's no filter. They're just, they're in the world to learn and to grow and to love and to have fun. So it was, it was really good. But as they got older, um, it was really interesting because there actually was not, you know, there wasn't any at the time, any crazy like um, conflict at all between like me and their father or anything like that. But it was interesting to see as they got older around, you know, five, six, when they're like started to, it started to, to click in their minds like, oh, mom and dad are not together anymore. And Chris is here in my life. And I want to I want to show Chris love but I don't want to hurt my dad's feelings and I want to show my dad love but I don't want to hurt Chris's feelings so it actually around like about 6 years old for Maddox we started having talks with him about like hey we all love you like how lucky are you to have three parents that love you so much you know and so you know to just to try to to let them feel and and let them know that this is okay and it's it's totally comfortable and that, you know, they're actually, they're lucky to have so many parents and, you know, to kind of help shift their perspective. So they didn't start to feel any kind of divide there. And, um, and then for Marley, she was so young because Maddox, he was still old enough to kind of conceptualize when mom and dad split. And he's a really intelligent kid. So he, he remembered some of that. And then for Marley, she was just so young. She was just kind of, kind of lackadaisical. And so she just goes with the flow, but, what was really neat was that when Cash, our mine and, and Heidi's first biological child, came along, um, the whole it really brought our family together, and and it was it was so cool because Maddox and Marley they felt total ownership in their little brother, and and I was the I was his father, and so it we just it was it's amazing and 
we had heard from other parents who had been through something similar, you know, coming from a, you know, a, a, a divorced couple with kids. And they said, as soon as you have a child together, it brings a family together. Like it, it, it just changes the dynamic in the most wonderful way. And, um, and sure enough, that's exactly what happened. And it was amazing. And then, then when Ruby came along, um, even more so. And it's just, and now it, it, like we truly feel like, and, and I mean, we always have been, but it's just really cool to see how it's, it has bonded all of us so much more. Yeah, that's so awesome, Chris, because right now we have a fatherless problem in the country, and, and it's so wonderful to hear you talk about a philosophy that says, you know, children can have three parents that care for them and that love them. I think that's a beautiful thing, and, and it is possible. No, I, absolutely. I, I wholeheartedly agree. And um, and obviously, like, the whole fatherless problem, it's, it's massive, you know, especially the fact that a lot of these kids, they just don't have that guidance from you know, that, that dominant male figure to show them what is and what isn't okay. Now, granted, you know, a lot of amazing moms out there are stepping up to do something about that, but it's still missing a very, a very important component, a very important piece that a lot of kids, they're growing up without, which is devastating. Yeah, and we are seeing what happens as a result of that, and it's not pretty. And to be honest with you, Chris, I think it's the biggest problem that we have in our country right now. And I believe that if we could just, you know, strengthen our family units and nourish our family values, most of the problems that we're seeing in our country uh, would simply start to go away. 100%. All right. And now, obviously, you are involved with transformation and weight loss, which is a big struggle for a lot of dads out there, especially the dad who's working multiple jobs. He's coaching. He's always involved with his kids. He's pressed for time. And not having time is probably the number one excuse for most guys that don't start the process here. So uh, what would you say is a decent exercise routine that most dads can squeeze into their schedule here once they have made the commitment to losing weight? Uh, well, great question. And I mean, <laughs> I guess it's it's so appropriate because I actually just did this literally like ten minutes before I jumped on this call. Um, I'm I'm dealing with that this morning. We actually we woke up. We literally yesterday is our only day home in like the next fifteen days, and we're leaving for the airport again in like three hours. So I'm crunched on time. I literally just ran out to the garage. I just did ten minutes of interval sprints on a uh, on what's called an airdyne bike or an assault bike. And, um, and honestly, um, that's really, that's kind of what my workouts have become as of recent because, uh, for all the dads out there who are just absolutely slammed, first and foremost, you're not alone. <laughs> Join the club. It's, it is absolutely crazy how, how busy our lives get between, you know, family and work and kids sports after school and all this other stuff. And so, yeah, we, you just, you got to get in what you can when you can. And less is more. And, you know, you, you see a lot of these workouts, these workout programs, and, and I've been there where it's like, you know, I'll walk into the gym and an hour and a half later I'm walking out. And right now that's just not a reality in my life. And I know that it's like that for millions of dads out there. And so what, what you can do is what you can do, if, if that makes sense. And so it's, I'll literally carve out maybe five or ten minutes and I will do – um, you know, I, I've got, I mean, granted, we, we do have a little gym set up in our garage, which is very fortunate. I know a lot of people don't have that, but you know, for years I just had a little pull-up bar, one of those $30 pull-up bars that I bought at Walgreens over my, in my door jam. And I would seriously, I'd just take 10 minutes and I would do you know, five pull-ups, 10 push-ups, 15 air squats. And I'd do as many rounds of that in 10 minutes as I possibly could, or say I had 15 minutes. 
that's all you got to do. I mean, that's, you're hitting every major muscle in the body. You're pushing, you're pulling, you're squatting. And, you know, and when you're doing it multiple times, you know, for as many rounds of 5, 10, 15 as possible in 10, 15, 20 minutes, that's a monster workout. When, again, you're stimulating all the different muscle groups in the body, and then as you're going through that, there's a massive cardiovascular response. So you're getting everything that you need out of that. I mean, you're, you're legitimately, I mean, that is, a, that is an intense workout session, and you're, the, the results are tenfold. From, from something like that, but then, you know, just now I had 10 minutes, so I, you know, and I do have access to a bike in the garage, or, you know, if a dad out there is, is living in an apartment complex, they've got a little fitness center, or, you know, an apartment with a little fitness center down below, or if you have gym access, man, I'll literally run in there, and I'll just do 10 minutes of sprints. I, I went 30 seconds high intensity, 30 seconds low intensity for 10 minutes, and I I feel good. I'm awake. I've you know, I've, I've pushed a ton of oxygen into my bloodstream, so I'm getting a lot more oxygen into my brain. I was able to drain the glycogen stores out of my glutes, quads, and hamstrings. So, you know, it's like you can get so much benefit just from what you've got right there at your fingertips. Um, and, and a lot of people, they, again, they think they got to carve out 45 minutes to an hour just for some kind of workout in the day. You really don't. And, and, and I, I assure you that. I, like, mark my words. It's just... 10 to 15 minutes, if you can just give yourself that, or sometimes even five, just five minutes, it's five minutes more than you would have ever done in the first place. So whatever you can get in there, if you can just carve out a little bit of time every day for yourself, it's not just going to reflect on your health, but the sense of accomplishment that you'll, you'll feel from that just from doing something, it's going to reflect in the way that you treat other people, and especially it's going to reflect in the way that you treat your family. So I, I don't just do it for my benefit. I do it for the benefit of my wife and my kids, too. Yeah, well said, Chris. And that's some great advice there because, I mean, it does get overwhelming to schedule in time, to get down to the gym, dedicate an hour to this each day. And many times people get discouraged even by social media because everybody on there is working out all the time. They look sculpted. You know, it looks like it comes so easy to them. Uh, so somebody that's not getting the results right away could easily get discouraged. And I know that now you have this transformation app. What could, uh, how could that be helpful to dads out there that are listening? And what was the genesis of you coming up with the app? All right, it's time to get an important word from our sponsors, then back with more with Chris Powell. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Are you enjoying First Class Fatherhood? Did you know you can actually get paid just for listening to this podcast? It may sound insane, but it's true. There is a free new app called PodCoin, and it literally pays you to listen to podcasts. Seriously, just go download the free PodCoin app on your iPhone or Android, and if you use my special code, First Class Fatherhood, you will get 300 PodCoins just for signing up. The more you listen, the more PodCoin you earn. And then you turn those PodCoins into gift cards for places like Amazon, Starbucks, or more. So go ahead and listen to this podcast on PodCoin and sign up using the code First Class Fatherhood. It will change the way you listen to podcasts. Let's go, dads. Summertime is upon us here, and there is no better way to spend time with your kids this summer than to take them to a live event, whether that's out at the ball field, at a monster truck rally, or even a Broadway show. Buy your tickets on SeatGeek.com or use the SeatGeek app and apply my code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word, FIRSTCLASS. And First Class Fatherhood listeners are going to save $20 off their ticket purchase. Get over to SeatGeek.com or use the SeatGeek app and buy all your tickets for this summer's fun. Maybe you want to take them to their first concert. 
go to SeatGeek.com and apply my code FIRSTCLASS, one word, FIRSTCLASS, and save $20 off your ticket purchase. Fatherhood is the best seat in the house. Now you have this transformation app. What could, uh, how could that be helpful to dads out there that are listening? And what was the genesis of you coming up with the app? Well, so the, the genesis of the app was when, when we were doing our show, um, it was such an incredible opportunity. And our show was airing just in, in the United States. But what happened is that Warner Brothers actually ended up buying the rights to our show. And they sold it to 148 countries around the world. And when that happened, all of a sudden, you know, we went from getting maybe a thousand, maybe, uh, now I would say a few hundred emails from people asking for help every day to about a thousand. Um, and it was literally, and we were only working, but we could only, we were maxed out working with 15 people a year. That was it. We would select 15 people, take them through transformation. And we've collected over a million emails from people begging us for help to say, like, how do you do what you do? And that was, it was heartbreaking for us. Everyone's like, well, that's a great thing. No, it's not. When you read these stories and you, you hear about the, the dark places that people are in and the hope and they're just looking for something, they're motivated, they're moved, they just need to know how to do it and they don't have it. And so that was a huge pain point for us. And for five years, we couldn't build what they needed until we had to wait for the, the contract on the show to run out. Now, while we loved doing our show, it was such an amazing, beautiful experience for all of us. Um, as soon as the show ran its course, we went, we brought on a full development team. We started staffing up and we built this massive digital platform in the form of a smartphone app. And soon to be, we're going to be releasing a web version of it. And um, the goal of it, was to take anybody through the journey of transformation. So it's not just weight loss because we have so many people coming to us that just want to, they want to gain 15 pounds of muscle. They just want to lose and shred down the, the final 10 pounds. They want to, they want to get fitter. They, they want to just focus on wellness and mobility. And so we ended up building, we, we shot, it took us three years to build this thing. We've got over 1500 videos in the app guiding people through. So we have, Everything from just body weight exercises with modifiers for the elderly and for the immobile, all the way to bodybuilding workouts, to CrossFit and cross-training workouts. Um, and we built the whole thing out. And so there's, it's all done in three-month phases. And for any direction that you want to go, whether it's weight loss, bodybuilding, or, you know, physique, or aesthetic training, or cross-training, um, there's, there's eight three-month phases. So there's nearly two years of training where you'll never do the same workout. Well, you'll never do the same workout twice. So, I mean, we've, we've poured so much into this. And then on top of that, we've got these fully customized nutrition plans based on you and your personality, like nine different templates to choose from. And then when, when you jump into the app, you enter your biometrics, your age, weight, height, gender, your preferences, what it is that you want to do, how you want to, the body that you want to create, whether it's weight loss, lean and shredded, muscle gain, main, like maintenance and performance. And then it generates a full program for you. And then it'll, there, we've got like 550 meals in this app of individual meals that each meal will get scaled specifically to you and your custom macronutrient ranges. So the amount of proteins, carbs, and fats that you need every single day. So, so say, say we choose like a strawberry French toast. 
These are 14 different versions of that strawberry French toast. One will be scaled specifically to you, Alec. One would one be scaled specifically to me. One would be scaled to Heidi. One would be scaled to Mary in Kansas. And, and it, it'll actually, it, so it'll feed you just what you need to reach your goals. And then on top of that, we got, there's a library of 850,000 foods that we got in there. So you, when you jump on there, you can pick any food you want. And what you do, it's, it all, it's, it revolves around macros. So you just simply make it, it's like Tetris with food. So you, you simply eat the amount of proteins, carbs, fats that your body needs every day. You pick whatever foods you want and just make them fit in there. Or if you want, we'll select the foods for you that will automatically fit. And all you got to do is fill the circles every day. And over time, you're going to reach your weight loss goal. Or you're going to reach your body, your, your muscle gain goal. Or whatever it is that you're looking to do. It tracks everything along. And we've actually, you know, it's really cool is that, you know, I, I talked about in the show, we were, we were doing 15 transformations a year. And now, since we've released, we just released 2.0 of the app back in October, we're doing 42,000 active transformations right now, wow. which is, for us, that, this is what we've always dreamed about building. And the best of all, we're just getting started. So it's just, it's been um, just an amazing experience for all of us. And it just feels so good to finally be able to offer the world what they've been asking for. Yeah, that's incredible, Chris. And I will include a link in the description of this podcast episode. So if any of the dads are listening out there, they can just tap the link, get over there and download the app. Uh, one other thing on this, Chris, I know a lot of people always look for the quick fix. Some of them get the uh, surgeries. I had a very close friend of mine, co-worker, a young dad. He decided to have the sleeve surgery. He ended up dying as a result of it. It was very tragic. I know that sometimes even people that lose massive amounts of weight in a short period of time, that can cause you know all kind of disastrous health results as well. So how much weight is too much weight to lose at one time, and how do you feel about all these weight loss surgeries? That's a great question. Um, as far as how much is too much to lose, there's no one answer to that. Um, but but the one thing that we do always aim to to do um, is that we're we're always as, as far as as for us in our philosophy because we are trying to help people lose it. Um, you know, wh whether they've had a surgery or, or, or not, we're always looking for them to lose around 1% of their body weight every week. And so if someone's, you know, 400 pounds, we would love to see them lose about four pounds a week. And you think, well, four pounds, that 400 pounds, they got a long ways to go. I, I tell you what, though, time flies. And when you're losing four pounds a week consistently for – six months, you know, you, you, you do the math on that <laughs> as far as, you know, they've, if they've been doing it for, for 26, what's 26 times four? I mean, six months in, that person's lost over 100 pounds, you know, and that's, that's a really incredible, you know, that, that's, that's beautiful transformation right there, and it's totally safe, it's sustainable, and it's, it's in, in the eyes of the medical industry, that's healthy. Now, granted, I know you, you'll see some people when they've, got, when they've gotten a gastric sleeve or, you know, a Roux-en-Y gastric bypass or, or whatnot. I mean, you can see them lose 10, 15, sometimes, you know, 18 pounds in a week. And what typically large losses like that are fluid losses. You, you'll see just a lot of loss of fluid early on. That's why all these different diets, they'll tell you, oh, you'll lose, you know, 6 to 10 pounds in the first week. Then you'll lose 1 to 2 pounds. It's because that's just, I mean, we have to abide by the, the laws of physics and also the rules of physiology, you know, as, as unique as our bodies are, they're still all programmed in a very similar way. 
And we also have those checks and balances that prevent us from starving ourselves. You know, our body's got those built-in checks and balances that, that have helped, helped us survive through famine and, and starvation. So um, it's really important we kind of find that, that sweet spot to, to help the, the human body lose weight in that safe and effective way. Um, so, yeah, I, the, the rule of thumb we always follow, just to circle back to it, it's usually about 1% per week. And if you can do that, um, first and foremost, you're not killing yourself to lose 1% a week. And it is absolutely sustainable and doable. And if you can just stay that course in the long run, it is, um, it, it's 100% sustainable. It's awesome. Yeah, great advice right there, Chris. I appreciate you weighing in on it. Now, getting back to you as a dad here, you have two children with Heidi, and you are the stepfather of her other two children. So how are you as a disciplinarian? Uh, Does your style change between the two? Uh, Is it the same for all the kids? I mean, uh, how do you kind of handle discipline as a father? Gosh, I hope I don't upset anybody here, but you know what? I mean, it it is what it is. I, I am definitely a disciplinarian. But the thing is, like, both Heidi and myself are, but I'm, I'm like the last line. And so, you know, if, if it really comes down to it, she'll say, hey, Chris, get in here. Maddox has done this. Or, hey, Chris, get in here. This is what I'm dealing with with, with cash. And so I'm, I'm usually, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the last one <laughs> that, that's, you know, to the scene, if you will. Um, so here's, we have three rules that we live by. There's, there's three things that we demand of our children, and those those are hard work, respect, and kindness. And you can ask any of our kids any day. What you, all you have to do is say you say pow pack three things, and they will rattle off hard work, respect, and kindness. And those those are the tools that we want them to have for the rest of their lives to be successful. And so um, hard work. If 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 they're being lazy, and if they're not. In, and they're intentionally not working hard, or even subconsciously not working hard, but they're just being overall lazy, that is met with a, we will simply double their workload to, to, so that they understand that that's not okay. Or it'll also be met with a grounding. If they're trying to take shortcuts in life, then they will absolutely be grounded and will double their workload. Respecting kindness, though, um, in, in their younger years, um, I, this is where, and I, and I know, again, it, it can be a little bit controversial, but um, I, I did grow up with parents that, that would spank me. And so um, I have followed that suit. And especially it was, it was interesting because before I had kids, I, I always told myself, I was like, no, you know, I'm not interested in spanking. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rationalize with them. I'm going to talk them through situations and try to explain stuff to them. But I quickly also realized that that doesn't necessarily land with, you know, a four-year-old or a five-year-old, especially if, if they're being disrespectful, they're being unkind, or most importantly, unsafe. So if they do something extremely dangerous, they also, they need to experience swift consequences. And I know there's a lot of people that might disagree with me and the way that I handle it, but I also must say that our children are amazing. And I have yet, we have yet to have gone to any public place where someone hasn't commented on their demeanor, their behavior, their respect, their kindness toward each other and toward themselves and toward other people. Um, so I, I'm, I'm not saying it's, it's the best thing to do, but it's, it's worked for us and it's worked for them. Um, and, and honestly, if you ask them, they, they, they'll, they'll tell you straight up that they wouldn't change a thing either. 
Yeah, I'm right there with you, Chris. And it's almost sad that you have to say you don't want to offend anybody by saying it. I mean, I believe it's a form of discipline that is effective. And, you know, and of course, there is a major difference here between spanking a child and beating a child. And I think spanking a child, it often gets, uh, you know, positive results. It gets your point across very quickly and it's effective. You know, it does, and especially in the younger years. And I mean, like, for take, take a kid like Maddox. Maddox is 14 years old. He's almost six foot two. Like, he's looking down on me. We're beyond the spanking years. <laughs> right. And so, yeah. and, but the thing is, we don't need to anymore because, you know, we, we've already we've been through that. He understands the importance of respect and kindness and safety. And, and so now we're, we're at a point where I can't sit down and he and I can have an adult man-to-man conversation as to why this isn't okay and, you know, where you went wrong and what we can do to remedy the situation and, and how, you can, how you can make amends. So say you did upset someone, say you were disrespectful, he can actually go out and clean up the situation now. As a man, he can. And so it's, we, we've quickly transitioned out of that when he was like 11. And so, but, but early on, when they just don't understand those consequences, sometimes they just need something swift. And it was, it was funny because before, you know, say like when Maddox was like seven, they'd be like, um, okay, you did that, you're grounded. And so be like, okay, I'll be grounded. Does that mean I'm not going to get a spanking? <laughs> so, and, and sure enough, he was totally thrilled about that, but it didn't make a, a, a lick of a difference in his attitude toward other people because the, the consequence, he wasn't scared enough of it. And we're like, yeah. we're like, how many things can we ground him from? You could, you could have grounded him from anything. His favorite things in the world. He didn't care. But if you're like, hey, if you do that, you're going to get a spanking. He'd be like, okay, 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 okay. So, 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 sorry, 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 sorry. Okay, what can I do to change? <laughs> you know, so, and it depends on the child and their personality. Whereas like Marley, Marley's a people pleaser. So when it comes to disciplining her, it'd be, all I'd have to say is, Marley, I am really disappointed in you. And I mean, it, that just crushed her. You know, she's just, uh, yeah, I didn't need to, she doesn't need a spanking or anything like that if she was disrespectful or even unsafe. All you have to do is like, you know, and so it, it really depends on the child and their personality as well. Yeah, very well said. I agree with you 100% on all of that. All right, you've had so much success here already. What type of goals or plans do you have for yourself here for the future? Oh, wow. So <laughs> my my goal right now is so, it's so crazy. We've been so wrapped up in business and life has gotten so crazy. Um, I, I was in bodybuilding and I got into it for about three years and it was a wild ride. It was so much fun, totally transformed my body. Um, and we actually, we, we put the whole bodybuilding program inside the app for other, other guys and other women that actually want to follow along with it. You like, you know, want to create a bikini body, et cetera. But, um, I, I'm, the one thing that I was not diligent about in my bodybuilding was my stretching, my mobility. So I literally, I just bought this massive yoga package and I'm committing to yoga three days a week for the next six months. And I am, it's been amazing. I'm two weeks in and already I can feel a difference in, in my posture, in my lower back. I got a herniated disc in my lower back. And so I can already, I'm just feeling my body opening up, which is amazing. And then I'm actually going to transition from that back into uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So I did Brazilian jiu-jitsu for about a year and a half um, when the show ended and we started working on the app and then things just got so crazy busy, I I wasn't able to, to make the class times anymore. So now that I'm getting some flexibility back, I'm, getting, I'm going to be getting back into Brazilian jiu-jitsu and um, just having some fun with that. And I, I definitely found for me to be my happiest version of myself, not for, not for the sake of myself, but for the sake of my, my family, 
I've always got to be, I got to be working on something. I have to be somehow, you know, improving myself. And so yoga and then Brazilian jiu-jitsu, those are my next big projects. Yeah, very cool. I do believe you have to have dreams and visions. I think it's Proverbs 29, which says, without vision, the people will perish. Uh, so I think it's so important that we have goals. Absolutely, um, it's, and it's so true. Okay, last thing I want to hit you with here, Chris, I'd love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Oh, gosh. Well, <laughs> for the new dads and the about-to-be father, I, if there's anything I learned from the process is that as far as your role goes, especially in about the first, I would say, nine, nine months to a year of life is to be the, the greatest assistant to your wife that you can possibly be because your role is slightly limited when it comes to taking care of that baby because it's, you know, it's going to be her job. You know, she can feed it and whatnot. But, man, be there to change those diapers. Be there to let her sleep so you can, so you can bottle feed that baby if, if you need to. Um, you know, just be there when she's, you know, when she's wrapped up with this baby at 2.30 in the morning and she's feeding him, hey, what can I do? Don't just sit there and sleep. It's going to build resentment on, on, on her side for sure. So, you know, she's going to be exhausted. You're going to be exhausted too, but just, like, whatever you can do, um, I, I quickly learned that with, with our, with my, our first biological son, Cash. And so I was like support and a half for, for both Cash and Ruby. So again, it's like, man, whatever you can do to be there for your wife in those first, in that first critical year, um, just don't let her feel like she's raising that child alone because it's going to, it'll, it's going to beat her up a lot if she feels like she's doing the solo, you know, while you're sleeping. And she's just, you know, burning the, the midnight oil with a crying baby. So you pay your dues, too, and step up every chance that you possibly can. Not, you know, for the baby's sake, but really for the, for the sake of the relationship that you have with your wife because the whole dynamic has changed, you know, and, and it's not just you and her anymore, which is a, it's a, it's a big awakening for a lot of people. But with that dynamic change, um, you guys are going to be, you're now partners on a whole new level. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. This has been a lot of fun for me. I got to say, Chris Powell, you are a first-class father, and thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on First Class Fatherhood. Thank you so much, Alec. Okay, I'm back with some closing thoughts in just a second here. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Chris Powell for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Lock it in. Got a lot more action coming your way. Tomorrow on the show, Greg T. from Z100's Elvis Duran and The Morning Show will be here with me. Make sure you're following me at Alec underscore Lace over on Instagram for all the upcoming guest announcements and the giveaways as well. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. Tall as the trees, and a soft feeling.